Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and you're listening to DMP Podcast Episode 10. We've hit double digits after however many months. I think according to the SoundCloud, it's four months. So uh, give yourselves a round of applause, guys. Clap, clap. Okay. Clap. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> There's the enthusiasm. That's what I'm looking for. Yay. <laughs> what do you mean we hit 10? Um. On tonight's episode, we've got. <laughs> on tonight, tonight's episode, we've got uh, Russell Crowe's Noah, two thousand and fourteen, and we're also going to discuss Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, or affectionately known by Tom as what is it called, Tom? Depota. 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 Please no. Depota. So <laughs> we're we're going to refer to it through, throughout the cast tonight, just to piss Tim off. I think now that he said that he doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> you so, um, anyway, let's move into Noah. Uh, it, I assume everyone knows what it's all about. It's about Noah's Ark, uh, but it's interpreted it's by Darren guy. Aronofsky. What guy? It's about the party of the sea, isn't it? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, well, we've upset the Christian group, so let's just pack it up. Uh, <laughs> what did you guys think? I know, uh, Tim, you just came off watching it just before, so we'll start with you. Um, and I, I actually really enjoyed it. Like, I was a bit skeptical when it first came out, and I was like, "Oh, like you know, it's just you know another rehash of like a Bible story." But um, when I actually sat down and watched it, I was actually really intrigued, and I liked the kind of um, you know, uh, what's the word? Like, you know, Darren's um, kind of take and like, um, fuck, I've forgotten the word. Um, in, uh, vision, interpretation? Uh, interpretation, yes. Yeah. Like, I liked his interpretation of, you know, the classic, like, Bible story of just Noah's Ark. And I think there was, like, some really cool scenes, like, you know, stuff with, like, the kind of fallen angels into, like, this kind of, like, rock giant stuff. Like, even though, like, you know, he definitely took some liberties and, and strayed from, like, <laughs> the story, like, quite a fair bit. But it was just cool. It was, like, it was, you know, that was his interpretation. And it wasn't, like, you know like word for word kind of thing but I, I really enjoyed it do you think he might have he he went he kind of pushed the whole epic thing a little too much i didn't really feel like the scale of it was an, an epic as it's kind of yeah. termed yeah like from from like watching the trailers like initially like i thought it was going to be kind of like a lot more large scale and a lot more um smooth. Um, exploratory of like the actual timeline whereas like the main like because you know obviously it's about Noah's Ark and like it just skips like a lot of that part like in favour of other stuff that didn't really even happen like yeah. like you know like I would have thought you know it would have shown like the progress of building the Ark and everything and like oh hang on cut to next scene the Ark's like pretty much built and I'm like oh okay so there goes like you know quite a few hundred years or whatever it took to actually build like build and then and then like a good portion of the film was pretty much when the ark was built and then you know them just having dialogue with like you know the rest of like mankind and stuff and yeah i mean like i i still liked it but you know i would have thought they would have kind of there would have been more of that in the movie and seeing like the process of it and like the struggles with obviously trying to build something that you know don't even know how to build kind of thing yeah, 
I suppose the whole creative license taken with the the giants and the the rock giants. One of which is voiced by uh, Frank Langella, who's not credited weirdly enough. Um, wait, no, he is. But as Og, or whatever the fucking thing's called, Og. Oh, uh, that's right. Og, or what? The, like the, the main Watcher. one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the watches. Yeah. Um, but I kind of felt like the action scenes or whatever and the fantasy elements worked better than I was expecting them to because. Yeah. I know in previous previous episodes we have kind of shat on we'd had shat on the trailer um, when it had been released. I remember we just weren't particular fans of it at all. Yeah. Um, but I also kind of felt like I, it was I was pleasantly surprised after watching it. Definitely, um, I thought it was going to be a lot worse, and thankfully it wasn't because I think. The whole the, it does it just kind of does away with it being a strict adapt like adaption of the tale and more just kind of yeah. like Aronofsky doing this and that and adding all these little fan, like fantasy elements kind of like Lord of the it felt a little bit like kind of Lord of the Rings on a bit of a budget. Well, I, I must say, like I really did enjoy yeah, like like you're saying, like the kind of fantasy kind of twist or art style that he put. Uh, I think if if it did anything like. Well, I think it it did that really well. Like just, um, you know, where, like where, like you know, the forest sprung all up around and, and showed all that. And like, I, f- I felt like a lot of the CGI was actually done pretty well. Um, especially like the the creation scene where um, Noah's talking about like you know the story of creation and everything, and it actually like you know yeah. goes in and does like the seven days and everything. I think that was actually done, like that was actually probably the best visually you know, storytelling of that particular story like I think I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I really like that. It was very well done. Hugh, what did you think? From what you can remember. Sorry, I just had to unmute my mic. Uh, I really like Noah. Like, I'm, I know a little bit about the story and I know they took a few liberties with how they changed it, but I thought it was a really, really good film. Like, it wasn't, like, the best I've seen, but as a Bible film, it was unusually good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I know that a lot of people were automatically on top of it because of the fact that it bases itself off the story in the Bible. Mm. I, I thought it was. I thought the like the acting was solid. Um, well, the soundtrack was good. I'm always, I always cream over soundtracks, but I especially liked Noah. And like, it just flowed really well. I thought I didn't mind like the semi mystical animal because. A lot of the times, like, that can come off really cheesy, but I thought the film did it really well. Yeah, I... So, yeah. I don't know that, if I... That's about, I like, it was, a pretty stand, it was a pretty standard film. I don't know if I agree with you about the score. I, I didn't I really enjoy... I, I didn't really enjoy the, enjoy the score. And I love Clint Mansell's work, but I just didn't really like what... It, it, I don't know, it just felt kind of, like, a bit here and a bit there and... I don't know, because Clint Mansell's done a lot of... I think he, like the majority of Aronofsky's works actually collaborated with Mansell, I think, because he's done The Wrestler, he did The Fountain, and I think he did Black Swan, I'm not sure. But anyway, I don't know if I agree with you about the score, though. don't think it really worked as much as it, it did for you, but then again, you are a soundtrack buff, so... Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. You know, I... I it, w- it was much better than I thought it would be because I saw the trailers and I'm like, this will be so bad. Like yeah. that was what was going through my head. But it was, yeah, it was surprisingly good. I'm not going to say a lot about it because I didn't think it was like amazing and it was like pretty standard. Like I'm surprised they might. I don't know if they make more Bible films. I guess it's hard to do. But 
Yeah, it was worth seeing, and it yeah. was much better than I thought it would be. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's because I'm sure I wasn't the only one looking at the trailers, being like, "Oh, this could be a questionable decision." Would you would you attribute that to the performances, or would you attribute that more to the fact that Aronofsky managed to direct something better than anyone expected? Because I know that it's definitely not, it's absolutely not his best film, but oh, of course. And Tom, oh, uh, I thought I thought it. Hugh? No, sorry, oh, mate. Go. Sorry. Um... I, like, directing was pretty good, performance pretty good, but just the, yeah, the way the film flowed, the whole element, because I was looking at it, and I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, dude, this is going to be so bad, like, Bible film, it's going to be so cheesy. Yeah. But, yeah, it was surprisingly good. And, and like, granted, like, it did have the cast, I think, in order to to make probably as good as it was. Like, I mean, Anthony Hopkins is Methuselah, like, you know, he's just great in everything, generally. Um, yeah. And then, you know, obviously... Like, I mean, I've never really been a big fan of Russell Crowe, but, like, the movie, like, you know, he is a good actor. Like, yeah. um, as much as I don't really like him just as whatever, like, he is still a good actor. Um, and I think, like, if obviously they didn't have that strong a cast, then it probably would have flopped a lot more. Um, so that, that obviously would have helped a fair bit. Yeah, I don't know if they marketed the film quite heavily, so I think it was more reliant on the cast. And the fact that it's a biblical tale as well. But. Yeah. You're being awfully quiet, Tom. Yeah, Tom. What? Yeah. I'm just trying to remember like what I enjoyed about the movie. <laughs> but is that a good thing or um, a bad thing? I, I think I enjoyed it. I gave it four stars in my review on um, Letterboxd. Out of? <laughs> Five. Oh, okay. <laughs> have, you, have you ever given something less than three and a half? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> just asking. He's actually thinking. <laughs> like, are you referring to Instagram or um? The one, the stars one. I know. Matt, I don't know. I know you, you have all in one because I've read them. You gave yes, sabotage uh, a one and a half. Yeah, one and a half is sabotage. Yeah, but that was warranted though. Yeah, that was <sighs> fucking terrible. That that was such a misleading trailer for that movie. But we'll go into that another day. <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoyed Noah. Like. It was a lot different to what I was expecting, like, as you guys have said, and the trailers really didn't, ca- like, really capture what the movie was going to be like fully, and, like, it wasn't fully promoted to the best it could have been. But I really enjoyed Russell Crowe as Noah. Like, he felt like he, he was just, he was the man who had to suffer through all this shit to, like, try and save his family from the flood that's coming and whatnot, and, like, it's just the way that he, um, his character evolves over the film. I was really fascinated by that. If you can remember there how is, he evolves there's, through the film. There's, there's, a, like, there's the whole physical transformation as well where he shaves his head, gets his beard, loses his beard, blah, blah, blah. Like the whole physical transformation of Russell Crowe I think worked a lot, like worked really well too because, you know, like he's bald and then he looks, he actually kind of looks like, you know, a fucking criminal when he's bald, but, like, mm. when he's got his longer hair and all that kind of stuff. Like, he does show how he suffers, like, really well in the film, especially towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoy, like, the, the kind of genre shift that it's, it does as well. Like, that, it was left field, but I felt they did it really well. But that might have just been me, because I do like those kind of movies that it becomes near the end. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of Emma Watson? Because she's, you know, obviously not playing Hermione, so... <laughs> yeah, it, that's like I grew up on Harry Potter, so she's always going to be Hermione to me. But she's grow like she's breaking out of that shell. I think 
Like yeah. I think this was my probably her most unique role she's had since Harry Potter. Because like her role in Perks of Being a Wallflower is pretty much an American Hermione in some parts, if not a bit of a mixture of her of Hermione and Harry. If you can say that, I don't know. But yeah, this was like a most unique role. Like she wasn't, she was pretty good, I reckon. Like probably one of the standouts, I think, from memory. I haven't watched it since March, so. Yeah, I thought I did kind of note her performance was it was a bit. It was weird for me because you're so used to seeing her as a mighty, but she also does well in terms of breaking away from um, from the whole identity that she's carved herself playing the, that character in the Harry Potter series. But yeah. um, So what would you give it out of 10, Hugh? Sorry, I've just got my mic muted um, when I'm not talking. Um, I would probably give it a 7. Like, yeah, definitely yeah. worth saying. Not outstanding, but yeah, definitely worth saying. Yeah. Tim. You know, yeah, I reckon a 7 as well. Like, you know, <clears throat> I don't think it's the fact that it's a, you know, like a, a biblical story. It's just um, you know, it was done, what it did well um, was, like, visual and, like, the art style and stuff, but, um, yeah, yeah, seven. <laughs> Tom? Yeah, seven and a half, I think, like, it's just mainly because it surprised me with how good it was and how un-Arianoski-esque it feels, even though it is an Arianoski film. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you're... Um, Educated in his works and whatnot, you know they're weird, they're unique, and they feel they feel dirty, kinda. Well, that's for some of his movies. That yeah, is. Yeah, it's never it's but never clean. Like, yeah. Like this is like almost like a inner picture compared to his other works, basically. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would tend to agree with all of that. So, yeah, Noah yeah. definitely was a lot better than we expected. Um, anyway, we're going to move on to Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the sequel dot to Depota, the bot dot dot pa, um, which is the sequel to what is it? Was it Rise? Yeah, Rise of the Planet Rise. of the Apes. Rise so Ropta. Gosh, please no. We could always do a million ways to die in the West. No, don't no. even fucking start. <laughs> um, basically, uh, yeah, it's a sequel that focuses on how the apes have uh, grown into a community since the end of the first film and um, what humans are doing in different communities and societies and all that kind of stuff. Um, Tom, what did you think? You gave it a nine, so I assume you loved it. I did. Like, I, I loved it because I, I, you identify with the apes. You, like, you become emotionally attached to the apes. Like, you understand their struggles and whatnot and why they struggle. And you want them to succeed even though eventually they're the villains which is going to be really interesting when we get to that point in the series because I don't think the next one's going to be the, a remake of the original film but I also felt like you could actually compare the main like you could compare Caesar to the main human character Malcolm they're mm. both kind of like people that want they want peace they both want peace they you can see, like, a, they're a reflection of each other, basically. Same with Gary Oldman's character and Koba, who is uh, Caesar's, like, war chieftain, basically. Mm. They, um, those two, they just, they know there's a fight coming, they're just ready to start it. I felt, like, you can see the anguish 
in both characters knowing about this war that's coming. They want it to start. They just want it over with. So whoever wins is like still on the planet and whatnot. But you got Caesar and Malcolm trying to stop it any way they can. And but yeah, it's just those character like developments I felt, except for Gary Oldman's character who suffers from disappearitis. But that's not outside that, that. I really enjoyed it because I like sci-fi films with like a unique concept, and Planet of the Apes is one of the most unique concepts you can get. Yeah, and especially like with the performances of Andy Serkis and shit, it just is amazing. Plus, I think what's oh, who's Toby plays Toby, Toby, Toby Kebbell, dude. Yeah, he he yeah. does a he, I think he does basically borderlines like, better Andy uh, better than Andy Serkis. Like, yeah, he. Like, he wasn't in the first... He wasn't in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That was his film, but he definitely makes Cobra his own and just is, like, takes the... Um, Annie Serkis' ball and runs with it. He's he's going places, that kid. <laughs> There's an excellent chemistry between them, I think, between Toby Kebbell and Andy, and Andy Serkis. I know that Hugh has a lot of re- reservations on the film. We'll get to you in a second, Hugh, but I wanted to make a note of the actual tension surrounding the film. Like, there's a lot of tension built in with all characters with the you know with between uh cobra and caesar um you know uh kerry russell's character and the guy that looks like hoggy um uh you know and like there's a lot of tension between each character and even in the even the apes as well um i'm a bit i am i'm on board with you in terms of the human characters aren't drawn as well as the apes um, and I would probably put that down to just the fact that Jason Clark and Kerry Russell, while good performers, don't aren't necessarily they don't necessarily elevate beyond that. Um, but I also felt that the the CGI was incredible. Like, um, oh, what was the ape, Maurice? Like, he, Is he the, it, yeah, the orangutan. Yeah, he, the orangutan. Yeah, yeah, Maurice. He looked lifelike. Like I, it's borderline lifelike that's how good the cg is in this as it's, opposed to dead like well you know what i mean you dick <laughs> um now uh, you i you, got, you said you gave it a five indeed i did why <laughs> um i don't like i thought caesar was done really well like i i found myself drawn to caesar and like invested in his plot and stuff but there was not a single other character in the film that I was drawn to at all. Like, yeah, Gary Oldman maybe because he had, but he had the old like as times the disappear eyes. Like, he actually has really little screen time. Yeah. But I just found it because, like, in one of those films, the city is good. It looks good, but this is a film I expect to be driven by the plot and like character development. And I could see what was going to happen with Cobra, I'm not going to say what happens, but I could see what was going to happen with Cobra the whole way. Like, I'm not being like, oh, I, I did the whole plot from the start. No, I didn't. But you could see, like, major things like, re- that were really obvious really early. Yeah. And I don't like it when I have films like that, when I basically know what is going to happen. Like, I thought, because I thought the, what was it, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? That was the one before this, the one with James oh, Franco? No, Rise yeah. was the one before this one. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, right. Sorry, this was Dawn. I'm retarded. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked it. But this one, yeah. I just wasn't drawn to it at all. Like, it looked good. Like, the, like you said, the CGI was fantastic. But when I'm only invested in one character, and he speaks broken English half the time anyway, so it's hard to, like, for him to really get across what he's saying. Oh, no, I just wasn't really that interested in it. 
Well, I mean, also, like, isn't, like, the opening 15 minutes of the film pretty much there's no dialogue whatsoever? It's just sound effects because they speak in uh, sign language. Sign language. Which I thought was pretty impressive. I do, I do tend to agree with you in terms of the story. I think the story feels more like it's in the middle of a bigger arc. That's, it's very, it's a very simple, it's a very, I wouldn't say lean, because lean would mean that it basically does everything correct. I just kind of feel like it's a bit nothing, because you know that it, all it is spoiling down to is that there's just going to be a fight, and it's, that fight's going to result in X, and whatever. So, you kind of get the sense that they are definitely planning sequels and stuff like that, and that the story feels a little affected by that, if that makes any sense. Um, so, like, you know, excuse me for being ignorant because I haven't seen the film, but they obviously have left it open for new sequels and everything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Like, hard. Hard. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I think they wanted to eventually lead into um, the original film or probably a remake of the original film. But wasn't there, like, 15, I guess, like, of the original films or whatever? Uh, like, wasn't there only of, eight films. the third one. Oh. And then that was the original. I'm sure there's like a whole series of them. Yeah. There is no Tim's ride because it gets yeah, into like, yeah. yeah there's there is like. A, there is a series, but they're after the original. Level. Oh, okay, sure. Because, yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. I do, and I also do tend to agree with you, Tom, in, uh, in the fact that it's a very good science fiction film, I think. I, th- I think it's it's a great film, but it, it is not better than great. There's nothing that pushes it beyond that. I think it's a great film. The sum of all parts is good. It lacks in terms of story. The human characters are not well... Uh, well, they're drawn better than Transformers, but, I mean, a two-year-old could draw better than Transformers, so whatever. <laughs> um, but, like... Um, I think overall, like it's it's a great film, but it just isn't anything beyond that. I don't know whether I would give it a nine because a nine is probably reserved for things like Guardians of the Galaxy. So, calling <laughs> <laughs> cool, it now already. <laughs> Let's not go too early. Let's not go too early. I'm trying not to because remember, yeah. remember for me, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never forget. <laughs> never forget. Why uh, don't you run out of the way? Run out of the way. Um, what else was there? Um, what? So, did you actually think the plot was good, Tom? Yeah, I. It, yes, it's like a tried and true plot, but it's enjoyable, and the performances. Yeah. I felt the performances helped elevate it a bit more. Yes, the humans were poorly written and and underacted compared to the apes but when you look at it you like they're, they're people that the apes like any circus and that they're playing apes like they basically act like apes and shit and they don't have human qualities so they're basically playing animals so I've, I don't know where I'm going with that oh, and there's other stuff I'd rant about but it's spoilers so I don't want to ruin it for him so I'll just leave that but yeah and well, I I is, but that's cool <laughs> yeah, I mean you ruined Spider-Man I think <laughs> <laughs> well we all knew Grant was going to die like let's be real <laughs> what'd you say? Uh, <laughs> uh, did you enjoy the soundtrack for this one Hugh? Yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was amazing, but I thought it was pretty good. The effects, though, was like the best part of the film. The CGI was fantastic, and just the way it looked. 
And I really like the post-apocalyptic, like, human city, like, how it was all overgrown and stuff. Like, yeah. that was really cool as well. That's because it's been, like, four years since the first Is that right? Four yeah, or five four years. Four years? Yeah. yeah. Ten. 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 No, it's ten. Yeah. Sorry. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, like... Oh, I think, like, all the, like, pre-release shit was saying, like, four or five years, but yeah, they take ten. I do, I do have to agree with you, Hugh, that the, the production design on it is really good. I mean, like, the ape um, city, or town, or whatever you want to call it, is really well done. Yeah, sick. Like, the whole, the, the, the Caesar's Palace, or whatever, <laughs> Zing, Caesar's Palace, at the top, and, um, <laughs> and all that kind of fun stuff below, like... I think and it, the, the the film does a great job in introducing the, that the ape society and building the ape society as I guess the quote unquote good guys um, of the film. I think it I think it does kind of skew. I think it, it kind of squanders the opportunity to go a little grey in terms of okay, so the apes, you know like the apes and humans are both on even playing field. Both of them have their reasons, but it's more kind of like, well, the humans are just being a cock because this guy just, you know, likes to use guns and shit and all that kind of stuff. I feel like it squanders an opportunity to kind of invest in like a, a tale of morality. But I mean, again, I, I don't think that detracts from it too much. I think anyway. Um, so Tom, are you still sticking with your nine? For now. I think my drop it today when I watch it again, but I when I saw it, I just re I really enjoyed it, and it's a lot better than Rise. I felt in some areas, but yeah, I just I think I'll stick with the nine, maybe an eight point five. Eight point five. Yeah, maybe an eight point five. All right, and Hugh, still with you five. Uh, still five, yeah. Still five. And Tim? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> mine's an mine's a NA. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a TBA. <laughs> um, and I think that wraps us up for the week. It's a relatively short episode. Unless you what, what, talk what about, about you? Things. What are you going to give it, Nick? Yeah, you should, uh, should uh, Probably a seven. Seven, I think. Seven out of ten. Solid enough. But not, you know, an eight. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, seven out of ten I think is is best for that. Um, I wouldn't drop it. I don't think I'd raise it either. But I would go and see it again. So that's something. I would definitely go and see it again because I quite enjoyed it. Um, oh, and okay. you guys will see the Jurassic Park hype. I know I'm like hijacking <laughs> the whole so hyped. All I do, all I do now when I wake up and like I went to bed the other night and Hugh, all I hear, because like, I had my left my speakers on, I hear this bloop. And I was just like, what's going on? And I like, wake up in the morning, and of course it's Hugh with Jurassic Park, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. What was, okay. what was, what was revealed changed. about it anyway? What are, they, what are they talking about? Hugh? Sorry? What were they talking about for Jurassic Sorry, Park? You... Oh, just the brochure was coming out. Oh, the brochure, yeah, I saw that. That is pretty fucking sick. Where was that from? Uh, it was posted online. Tom had a Tom actually linked it to me. I didn't, I didn't see it. And Tom's like, I'm assuming you've seen this, and I'm like, Wow, actually, I haven't. But yeah, <laughs> I think I found it on Reddit. I can't remember. Yeah, it, it just it just came out on Reddit. Like I think has Tom linked it to me. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's making me. 
Yeah, I I'm still a bit apprehensive on it of it on it until we see it a little bit more. But because I don't know, didn't you say? I think I remember saying you guys saying that you probably won't see much of it at Comic Con. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a Comic Con at all. Oh jeez, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't. What was the thing we were looking at? Yeah, Jurassic. What we were looking at? Not Comic Con. Star Wars. Jurassic. Sorry, I think Star Wars was confirmed. Actually, yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars, yeah. Thing. Oh, they might have... Oh, maybe Star Wars. I'm not 100% sure. I hope Batman's not because they're like, oh, it's not about two years, so we can have to go there this year. What do you mean, Batman? Well, isn't it out next year, or is it... No, they no, it's Yeah, it's 2016 now. Oh, wow. Because they were like, yeah, well, let's just, make Justice, let's just make Justice League. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the latest so could make the Justice League movie before they make the Justice League movie. <laughs> That's a whole nother kettle of fish, which will take up a lot of my time. Tom's very happy about that. Um, stupid. <laughs> it's like, oh, this movie's going to be so shit. And we're like, Tom, we know you're just going to be sitting there like, yes, it's out. <laughs> You'll I'm, give it a I'm 10 out of 10. <laughs> if I see it, kind, someone else is paying for me to see it. I'm not giving them my money. Yeah, you will. It's bad enough they've I, I got a sit for a movie with Aquaman in it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um So I suppose we'd do what we're doing in the next two weeks. Oh, we could cover Comic Con. Actually that's a pretty cool idea. We could do Comic Con we or we, we could do the shit that we like at Comic Con. How about that, Tom? Actually you know what? We're gonna Good. do Batman and Vast Superman but, just to piss you off. Uh, oh. And only cover that. I'm going to the pub. 40 minutes dedicated to that. I'm going to the pub. So I will give you a call at the pub, dude. I'll fucking leave my phone at home. I'll find a way. I'll get the pub to announce you over the speaker. They don't have speakers. It's Cardiff. Shit. What are we doing for our next show? Just quickly for anyone who's actually... Uh, Well, I suggested we do Comic-Con, maybe. Cover stuff at Comic-Con. Oh, sorry. You did just say that. I'm retarded. Um, um, yeah, no, that's a good idea because I don't think there's much coming out. No. We could no, do the Raid 2. Really we could do the Raid 2 like if a... we need a film, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Raid 2. All the, all the strain, the TV, TV oh, yeah, series. The strain as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a Raid. We will discuss, but I reckon Comic-Con coverage is a pretty neat idea, so we might do that. Does all in favour? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. All right, well, we're going to call it quits for this evening. Thank you very much for listening to episode 10, guys. We will see you in two weeks. Ciao.